Greetings, we're Technically a Conversation, a podcast for curious people by curious people. Every week, we take turns presenting a new topic, and the other host has no idea what the topic will be. We strive to educate in a way that's loose and fun. Our topics are all over the place, from light and funny to dark and sometimes spooky. Some of the topics we've covered include urban legends, civil rights activists, vampires, pop culture icons, the supernatural and occult, spies and espionage, science and astronomy, and other weird and random things. If any of these topics interest you, give our podcast a shot. Listen and subscribe at technicallyaconversation.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Parental advisory, we might use strong language. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Megan. We wanted to give a quick trigger warning before starting this episode. Today, we will be discussing multiple instances of suicide. We became aware just before this episode launched that a public figure had completed suicide. We talk a lot about mental health on our podcast and wanted to remind everyone that there are people who care and want to help. If you or someone you know is struggling, please feel free to reach out to friends, family, or even your favorite spooky twins. You can also reach out to the Suicide Hotline by texting or calling 988. And now, on to the episode. St. Louis may be known today for its famous arch, but over a century ago, a different structure was the crown jewel of the city. Starting out as a humble grocery store, the Lemp family grew their empire on, quite literally, a golden stream. The family's fortune came through the distribution of their lager beer, and this was no modest brewery. It seemed the Lemps had everything you could ever want. Money, a mansion, and most of all, notoriety. But there are some things money can't buy. That could be why tragedy struck so many times at the Lemp Mansion and Brewery. Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. I feel like we were just here. Weird. I feel like you've been at my house every day (laughs) for the past week. I kind of have. Darn near. I think I got one day to relax and I'm back again. (laughs) Yeah, we got got a lot of ground to make up, so here we go again. ending. I know. (laughs) But you know what? We do it for you guys. Are we Mm -hmm. both really tired? Yes. Yes. I know. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I know. I like need to yawn, but I'm trying so hard not to. Okay, I'll try not to yawn so you don't yawn. How about we stop talking about it? I know, because now (laughs) I'm like making the ugly, like flared nostril face, like (laughs) trying desperately not to yawn. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Well, I don't know how we're not awake with the smoke in the house currently (laughs) i have the door shut because you know just casually trying to make dinner and the kitchen's filled with smoke not because anyone's a bad cook but because we spilled one thing (laughs) in the (laughs) oven uh and it has never recovered i have cleaned it so many times so many times and every time so you spilled grease in there yeah, it's literally from Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, yikes. Yeah, it was just like some of the liquid eked out, got on the bottom, and it's it smokes less and less each time. That's <laughs> like, less? Yeah, that's oh. like the least amount it smoked. Cool, neat. Yeah, so just having a bonfire in the kitchen, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fun. <laughs> but we're back to our regularly scheduled episodes happy thursday yes (laughs) it is at this point less than two weeks till christmas which is stupid there's no no other way to say that i'm 
I'm trying so hard to be in the spirit. And why is it so hard to get into any kind of spirit this year? I know it's rough. I just put my Christmas tree up from recording this like, what, two days ago? Maybe. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised to find a lot of people waited until this week to put up their stuff. Yeah, the more people, because I'm in customer service, I talk to people that are like, oh, I haven't done my Christmas shopping yet. I haven't done anything yet. And I'm like, same, same. Yeah. So I got to get to buying gifts because like, dang, I know darn near most of my stuff's going to come from Amazon and now it's probably not going to make it in time. So like, sorry, everybody. I know. I got to <laughs> get on it too. <sighs> Anyway. Okay, well, anyway, we are back on, like I said, back track. on schedule, back <laughs> on track. We were just in Mississippi. Yes. And so now, for those of us keeping track at home, we are in Missouri. We are. are did I really not write down the name of the freaking city? <laughs> Is it? I thought it was. Uh, oh, it's St. Louis. Louis. Yes. That's why. That's why, because I'm like, it's obvious. You don't have to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. Stop. <laughs> okay, we're in St. Louis. We didn't go small this time. No, yeah. It's, you know what, but it's the Midwest, so. Yeah, it's fine. It's small to some people, maybe. And I got a, a couple of numbers here for you. All right, let's hear them. From good old world population. Yeah. Here we go. In 2022, their population currently is 298,034 people. I'll be honest, that is smaller than i expected considering indianapolis is what like eight or nine hundred well get this mess so i couldn't help but notice the the chart the line chart Mm -hmm. because you see it going doop 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 yeah in 1950 and 50 okay Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, in 1950 the population was 856,000 people this is the lowest their population has been in almost 100 years Yikes. Mm-hmm. And it is declining at 0.59% annually. That's pretty. That's a pretty good percentage for a decline. Yeah, and considering that supposedly, and I don't live, I don't follow St. Louis, I don't follow Missouri stuff, but they said that the deficit has been fixed or whatever and that they're on the up and people are moving there and all this other stuff and they're like this is obviously contradictory. Yes, (laughs) yeah. I I think someone's lying. (laughs) Someone's a liar. Okay, so the city spans 66 miles, Mm -hmm. which is about 400, or sorry, 4,827 people per square mile. Dang. That's, is that dense? That's dense. That's pretty dense. The last place, I mean, in Vicksburg, Mississippi, Mm -hmm. it was, I think, six or 700 per square mile. Yeah. Yeah, so, 4,800. Yeah. That's a lot. Yes. Your average household income in St. Louis is $64,089. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's about national average, isn't it? Uh, sure. Pretty close. Sure. <laughs> I forget. Now the poverty rate. I don't know. I first, I went, <gasps> I'm not surprised. Like, that's kind of how I took I'm going to guess it's in the 20s. It is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it is 23.77% poverty rate. Yeah. St. Louis reminds me of like a little bit better Detroit. Does that yeah. make sense? It's like <laughs> it's an industrial. There's Indy, St. Louis, Detroit. Does that that kind of Yeah. <laughs> I think Indy Indy is not that bad. Mm. St. Louis is more industrial to me, I think. No, I think listen. India is going down fast. It depends on where you're at in Indianapolis. Okay. Anyway, well, the median age there is 36 on the dot. It's yeah. 35.2 for males, 36.8 for females. Mm-hmm. Now, here's your racial breakdown. Kind of, I mean. It's probably a good mixture. I was going to say something and then realized how on the nose it was, so just ignore me. Um, The racial breakdown, we've got 46.44% white, Mm -hmm. 45.66% black, 3.37% Asian, 3.1% two or more, 1.13% other, 0.26% 0.26% Native American and 0.04% Native Hawaiian. So there's it is like quite a literally of them. black and white there. That is what's <laughs> happening. That yeah, that's pretty. Uh, 46 to 45 percent. 
that does that adds up just kidding yeah. I, in my head i was thinking 56 and 50. hey <laughs> but yeah so that's pretty uh yeah there's not a lot of uh i mean there is diversity there but uh, there is it's just yeah there's a lot in two of the major. there's two majorities there yeah okay that's really all i got for the town i didn't uh i mean it's st louis we don't have to you kind of know what's there they have a st louis zoo and an aquarium it's very cool they have the arch and the arch i know the aquarium's newer we went uh, a couple years ago john and i did why do i feel like i've been to the aquarium i'm not sure i don't know we I've went been to the a few. year it came it opened which i want to say it was 2018 or 2019 oh well and i definitely have not been mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um so yeah, I didn't I didn't get a ton of information on the city because it's not a small town. You don't need to know any fun facts. We know what's in St. Louis. Right. If you just live in the States, you probably have a good idea. Yeah. So let's just jump right into the place that we're covering. So we're in St. Louis, and within St. Louis, we're covering the Lemp Mansion slash brewery. Yes. I hate that word. I hate saying that word out loud. Oh yeah, it's awful. Brewery. Brewery. Oh, why was <laughs> that so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. All right, here's some information about the mansion itself. We'll get into that first. The, um, sorry, what was that? Did you hear that? Did was you, it a beep? Did you whistle? Yeah, or a beep? I think it was the oven. Okay, I thought that was like you whistling because you yawned. I did yawn, And I'm, I'm trying sorry. desperately not to yawn right now. <laughs> it's been a long couple weeks, folks. No, okay. I think it was the oven. <laughs> Was it? Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Let's talk about the mansion first. America's first lager br- beer brewers. <laughs> Man. Yes. That's how what it's titled. When John Adam Lemp arrived in St. Louis from Esch... Here we go. It's German. Okay. So Eschwege. Sure. It's E-S-C-H-W-E-G-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Eschwege. I would Germany. S- I would imagine so. Yes, I probably sound like a tool, but I'm, we took <laughs> some German, y'all. Anyway, uh, John arrived in from in St. Louis from Germany in 1838, and he seemed no different from the thousands of other immigrants who poured into the gateway to the West during the first half of the 19th century. Wow, that's kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, ouch. But okay, Lemp originally sought his fortune as a grocer. Grocer. Grocer? Grocer. Yeah, sorry, it's a grocer. But his store was unique for its ability to supply an item sold by none of his competitors. What would that be? Beer. Lager beer. Yeah. Lemp had learned the art of brewing, had learned the art of brewing, and the, oh my god, please just help me. Let me get through this. (laughs) We're like four sentences in. Lemp had learned the art of brewing, the effervescent beverage, under the tutelage of his father and Eshvega, Wow, what a mouthful. That's a, yeah. And the natural cave system under St. Louis provided the perfect temperature for aging beer. Yes. Which I didn't know there was a cave system under St. Louis. I mean, it doesn't, I feel like there's tunnels everywhere. (laughs) There's tunnels here in Terre Haute, so why not? I mean, Moggers, that's how they kept their beer. That's true. You are correct. Mm -hmm. Lemp soon realized that the future of lager beer in America was as golden as the brew itself. Wow. And in 1840, he abandoned the grocery business to build a modest brewery at 112 South 2nd Street. A St. Louis industry was born. (laughs) The brewery enjoyed marvelous success, and John Adam Lemp died a millionaire. Wow, well, good Good for for him. him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) William J. Lemp succeeded his father as the head of the brewery, and he soon built it into an industrial giant. In 1864, a new plant was erected at Cherokee Street and, God help me, Carondelet Avenue? Sounds good. Yes. Yeah. The size of the brewery grew with the demand for its product, and it soon covered five city blocks. My God. That is outrageous. Man, they're about to get a rude awakening in about 50 years. Uh, Yeah, I guess. They do. Okay. In 1870. Listen, I know my history a tiny bit. Yeah, I had to do the math. I'm like, yes, yes. In 1870, Lemp was by far the largest brewery in St. Louis, and the Lemp family symbolized the city's wealth and power. So they were known all over. Yes. Lemp beer controlled the lion's share of the St. Louis market, a position it held until 
Prohibition. Mm-hmm. Rip. In 1892, the brewery was incorporated as the William J. Lemp Brewing Co. And then in 19, 1897, two of the brewing industry's titans toasted each other when William Lemp's daughter, Hilda, married Gustave Pabst of the, na- oh, yep, of the <laughs> noted Milwaukee brewing family. So Pabst and Lemp. Joined families. That is a force. Yes, that is a force. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about the Lemp family themselves, shall we? We shall. Now keep up. There's a lot of juniors and thirds and sisters and brothers. Oh, goody. And none of them end well. (laughs) So I've heard. Yeah. The demise of the Lemp Empire is one of the greatest mercantile mysteries of St. Louis. The first major fissure in the Lemp dynasty occurred when Frederick Lemp, William's favorite son and the apparent heir to the brewery presidency. <laughs> His favorite son. I know. And he had like eight kids. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't have eight, but he had a few kids. I don't mean to play favorites, but Frederick here yeah, is so- the favorite. We've got, if we're looking at a family tree, we've got John Adam and then his son, William Lemp. William had his son, Frederick, who was supposed, he was the apparent heir of the brewery. He actually died under mysterious circumstances in 1901. Mm -hmm. Oh, I meant William's the favorite. You know, there's too many names. Well, no, William's the dad and then his son is Frederick and Frederick was the favorite son. Okay. I was right. Ah. Granddad, dad, son. Got it. That's where we're at. Okay. Three years later, William Lemp shot himself in the head in a bedroom at the family mansion, apparently still grieving the loss of his beloved son. William J. Lemp Jr., another son, mm-hmm. succeeded his father as president. So, Kay. not the favorite son. <laughs> the other one that's named after him. Just whatever. Right, no big deal. Well, tragedy continued to stock the Lemps with startling adore. The, per- the brewery's fortunes continued to decline until Prohibition in 1919, and they closed the plant permanently. Dang. Right? To go from just this massive... I mean, you have two just giant brewing families mm-hmm. to go from... That's The whole city knows you. That's what the city is known for, and then you just disappear overnight. Yep. So, William Jr. had a sister. I don't know why they don't refer to it as William's daughter, but William Sr. Who knows? But William Jr.'s sister, Elsa, who was considered the wealthiest heiress in St. Louis, committed suicide in 1920, just one year later. Is it heiress or heiress? Oh. Is that a tomato-tomato word? I do not know. Am I about to feel real stupid again? <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I don't, you're the English person. No, I'm not. Just take, I'm going to go set my degree on fire when I leave here. <sighs> I don't know, honestly. Oh, I don't it's know It's one of those either. words I like read in my head. I know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Two years later, on June 28th, 1922, moving past my embarrassment, the magnificent <laughs> Lent Brewery, which had once been valued at seven million dollars in 1922 i don't know if you want to pull up an inflation calculator it's a lot it's tons and tons and tons of (laughs) lots and lots more than eight million i bet i bet it was valued at seven million dollars at one point and covered 10 city blocks okay it was sold at auction at international shoe co or to international shoe co for you want to guess how much it sold for this is after Prohibition? Mm-hmm. It was valued at one point at $7 million. What did it sell for after Prohibition? After Prohibition, I'm going to say $2.5 million. No. Did I go the wrong way? Mm, you went the right way. Ooh, $750,000. No. What? $588,500. Yikes. That hurts. Yikes. Mm-hmm. That's like a t- tenth of the value. Yeah, that's awful. Although most of the company's assets were liquidated, the Lemps continued to have almost have an almost morbid attachment for the family mansion. After presiding over the sale of the brewery, William J. Lemp Jr. shot himself in the same building where his father died 18 years earlier. By shooting himself. Yes. And then his son, William Lemp III, was 42 when he died of a heart attack in 1943. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Here's another brother of William Jr. So it's another child of 
William Sr. Mm-hmm. William Jr.'s brother, Charles, continued to reside at the house after his brother's suicide. An extremely bitter man, Charles led a reclusive existence until he, until he too, died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. That's a man. It's not good. The body was discovered by his brother, Edwin. <laughs> so... Lots of, and, and then Edwin was the only one who kind of made it out alive. Well, not alive, Yikes. but he made it out in a better way. In 1970, he died of natural causes at the age of 90. Well, look at him go. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the mansion itself. A little bit of information. And we'll kind of skim through this so we can get to spooky stuff. Oh, that's fine. The Lemp Mansion was built in the early 1860s and su- was subsequently purchased by William J. Lemp as a residency and auxiliary brewery office. Wow. Wow. Although it was already an impressive structure, Lemp used his massive brewery fortune to turn the 33-room house into a Victorian showplace. Okay. Good God. (laughs) Yeah. A radiator system was installed in 1884. That is fancy. Yeah, which seems like super fancy for the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, five years after radiant heat was patented. So he was ahead of his time. Yes, he was like a guinea pig for radiant a radiator system. Yikes. The grand staircase was removed to accommodate an open air lift that ran the gamut of the house. Okay. Okay. Good God. Yeah, this house is insane. I would love to see what it looked like at its its peak. in its prime, yeah. Yes. The decorative iron gates in the basement restaurant are all that remain of the elevator. Just a casual restaurant in your basement. Yeah, no big deal. In 1904, the house was completely renovated. By who? Well, to the well, it doesn't say who, but to the left of the main entrance is the former brewery office where William Jr. committed suicide. Mm-hmm. The decorative mantle is Italian marble. Mm-hmm, of course. Goodness. To the right is the parlor with its hand-painted ceiling and intricately carved mantles of African mahogany. Wow. Behind the parlor is an atrium where the lemps kept exotic plants and birds. The main bathroom is dominated by a unique glass-enclosed freestanding shower that Lemp discovered in an Italian hotel and brought it back to St. Louis for his personal use. Give me that bathroom. Right? No, actually, I don't know if it says it there or not, but in my information, I found that that was the first freestanding shower in St. Louis. What? Yeah. Good Lord. (laughs) The more you know. Here's a couple more unusual fixtures in the house. Um, There is a barber's chair and a sink with glass legs. Mm -hmm. At the rear of the house are three massive vaults that the Lemps built to store great quantities of art objects. The Lemps were such avid art collectors that they could not display all of their acquisitions. Okay, I was just about to say, like, why have the art and then put it away? Yeah, each vault was 15 feet wide and 25 feet deep. And 13 feet high. And they had five of them. I'm pretty sure this room is like 10 by 10. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. That hurts, man. (laughs) (laughs) The bedrooms were all on the second floor. The main bedroom has a white granite shower stall and a marble and cast iron mantle as just casual. Like every bathroom in America. The servants' quarters was on the third floor, which boasts cedar walk-in closets. Okay. These servants out here, man. Just, right. They had, large. they had a skylight and an observation deck. Okay, dang. <laughs> the, mansion, well. the mansion does not have a ballroom in the traditional sense because the Lemps built an auditorium, ballroom, and swimming pool in a natural underground cavern that could be reached from a now-sealed tunnel in the basement. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Another tunnel led from the house to the brewery. And then there's wine and beer cellars, laundry, and a kitchen were located in the basement as well. The huge kitten kitchen that once served (laughs) the elite of St. Louis society has been completely modernized and now serves the honored guest of the historic Lemp Mansion restaurant. Okay. What a crazy house. (laughs) Thoughts, feelings on the house? Uh, wow. I know. I I don't know. I'd love (laughs) to visit. It's a lot of house. I'm kind of sad. I mean... Of course, it couldn't continue to be what it was. Forever. Yeah. yeah. It still kind of makes me sad, though. Yeah. Like, when I hear it's, like, completely renovated and moder- modernized, I'm like, eh. Yeah. Okay, you lo- lost my interest. Yeah. And I grabbed some a little more information from another website. It's pretty... It kind of covers the same stuff. 
So yeah. I was trying to like scan to see if there's anything else that I could cover potentially. Um, the Lemp Brewing Dynasty, here we go, is one of the greatest ghost stories in documented history of the paranormal. But the real and truly scary place in the story is the brewery itself and the caves underneath. Mm. Which surprises me because most of them shot themselves in the home. Yeah. In one of the bedrooms. But I, the, this website is lemphauntedhouse.com. Yeah, I started to look at that. Um, I was like, I'll just leave this to you. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. So I'm definitely skipping over. They Again, they cover a lot of the history. So Yeah. Anyway, the whoever's writing this, I didn't write down who wrote it, so I apologize, but they said that they had recently taken a tour of the Lent Brewery where Halloween Productions, Inc. of St. Louis, Missouri has opened up a haunted house. The, they acclaim this haunt to be the only real haunted house in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. The minute you arrive at the Lent Brewery, you literally feel the history the complex is well over 100 years old and a fully a fully rich with gothic gates, archways, buildings, and more. As we near the entrance to the haunt, we are shocked to learn that there's only one way in out of this entire place. Oh. <laughs> it's via a 100-year-old spiral staircase. Of, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to visit until now. I know, my old knees, <laughs> dang. <laughs> Once you enter the old brewery, you're taken down deep underground, well below the brewery structure, into a section that hasn't been seen by the public in nearly 100 years. This can't be true, because you've just seen it. But yes. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, the descent stops nearly 50 feet below the street level, and we... And we are reminded, underground, no one can hear you scream. That's I, They say that a lot. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> After your descent, you rise up. We step into what is now known as the Lemp Brewery Haunted House. This haunted house is unlike anything we've ever seen before. Most haunted houses try very hard to create fake stone or castle-looking walls, but inside the Lemp Brewery Haunted House, everything is real and over 100 years real. Over 100, they said that, over 100 years real. Okay. <laughs> old. Old. <laughs> With a gothic appearance, the place reminds me of an old... This is not my writing again. It reminds me of an old European Dracula's castle. Kind of sounds like it. Mm -hmm. It's damp, musty, and creepy. The theme of the haunt highlights its dark history, which we've already discussed. Most of the family did not fare well. Yeah. The haunted house features a state-of-the-art an animations, sets, props, sound effects, and special effects. So it is... I'm glad I'm reading this because it does let me know that it's not just a haunted tour. Yeah, no, it's like a haunt, like people are dressed up to scare you kind of haunted house. Yeah, that kind of bums me out. There's actually bit. like a trailer on their website. Really? Did you, I don't know if you watched it or not. It's like, 30, I didn't want to in case long. it gave anything away. No, it, oh. it was like watching a trailer for like Shattered Nightmares or something. Oh, no. Yeah. Which is a local place for us. Yes, that's a, that's a local like during Halloween haunted house. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they go on to talk about how the lighting is really creepy. It helps accentuate the the gothic look and the old rusty pipes, old machines. It says that they've got all these, yeah, they've got just an, an a massive animated alligator, creepy rats, <laughs> bats, and long lost brewery workers of the dead coming out of the haunt inside the limp brewery haunted house. Kind of hurts my heart to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they end it with saying, so is the Lent Brewery Haunted House really haunted? If there were ever a place on earth that is haunted, I think this would be it. Even with all the dress up stuff, that kind of surprises me. But Well, that's, I feel like what they were trying to say is like, yes, there are people dressed up and yes, they have like, you know, props and effects and all of that. But it's like the haunted house lends to the haunted house does that make sense yes and that's what they said it does have an actual dark history and it's just i don't know i i wish you wouldn't have to do that because the house is old and it has a lot of history anyway and if it really is haunted why do you have to have people dressed up and take away from 
it the makes actual haunt. like if it's really haunted it makes the ghosts seem performative mm-hmm. which we've discussed we can't imagine that they like being told like dance clown right that and i mean you're making a mockery of them almost depending on how they did it they could be making a mockery and if there really are spirits there i mean they're either going to be ticked off and be violent or they're going to go into hiding and be like you guys are embarrassing (laughs) right (laughs) and hide out somewhere but that's really all i had just because the two websites intertwined so much i didn't want to try to read through it again i just grabbed that last bit but that's all i have on the house and stuff it i'm it it seems like it's set up to be a good haunted place well i mean it sounds like i know for sure uh ghost adventures has been there they mentioned that they did filming there maybe ghost hunters Mm -hmm. i cannot recall uh, but definitely ghost adventures has been there Mm -hmm. so i did see that yeah I will say I just sniffled a couple times. This is getting completely off topic, but apparently in our previous episode, uh, the Mississippi episode, during mm-hmm. our recording, like oh. every now and then we have people reach out and be like, hey, did you listen to this minute marker? Like, did you, did one of you say something? Did one of you do something? Mm-hmm. And apparently that happened again in this yeah. last episode so i'm saying now that i sniffled two times so and you know what now that i think and three <clears throat> three times you know what i th- just thought about what last week wasn't that the episode where i had to stop and say did you did you just yeah that's when arm? we started like waving our arms around like a bunch of idiots yeah yeah if you go back, if this gives you a reason to go back and listen to Mississippi, if yeah. you haven't yet. <laughs> Which I also fixed the end of the episode. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I somehow cut it off early. Um, there, it's towards the end. I Maybe, I, I don't know, I'll see if we can't pull it. but Or we'll we'll just post about it that where you can hear possibly what sounds like a something i don't know Mm -hmm. it sounds strange to say it because we weren't looking for anything we were sitting right here where we always sit i mean we've discussed before that i think there might be something in this house so like who knows yeah let me see i texted you because i said i thought i heard something yeah you were texting me like minute markers and stuff oh it sounds like someone says hey which i know that is our infamous hey yeah yeah but then not even a minute later it sounds like somebody shushes us Oh, or sniffle, Sorry, or it sounds like it may be a sniffle, and that's what I'm clarifying now. I'm sniffling, so and it's obvious when we do it. It didn't sound like it was right in the mic. Yeah, mm. very strange. I'll have to go back and find out what other episode it was. Oh, it was the Willard Library when we did our interview. That's true. You yeah. can hear so stuff we in did our a interview. different. I did a a room mic, so a compressor compressor. <laughs> microphone Mm -hmm. oh my gosh what the heck is it it's a dynamic and condenser condenser holy heck (laughs) listen thank you i did a condenser mic for that so it did pick up the whole room but that was like there was like a full-blown conversation at one point happening uh where it very obviously was not happening yeah go back and check those out i do not know Hmm. i do not know but We're not here to talk about my ghosts. We're here (laughs) to talk about other people's ghosts. So let's do that. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I'm so sick of my nose running. It's actually really annoying. So I tried to look up paranormal investigation, or not investigations, but like paranormal experiences and findings and blah, blah, blah. And I was just finding like not a ton in the way of uh, written things goes Mm -hmm. except i did check out TripAdvisor. yeah because this is like a thing like they really advertise there's a whole website for just the lemp mansion haunted house part of this right even though it is a restaurant as well and i'll it did not have great reviews on trip trip advisor i'll be honest Uh uh-oh uh but it it sounds more like any situation that we've had before, which is if you can afford to do a private investigation without groups, that is the best way to go. Because people were like, oh, we did the tour. And then it was giving me very Bobby Mackey vibes. Because uh-huh. they're like, they would show us a room, talk about the history behind it. That's cool and all. And then they would give you like two minutes to quote unquote investigate. But it was just a bunch of, 
you shining your flashlights and cameras in front of other people who are shining flashlights and cameras and you can't get EVPs because everybody's talking. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, next room. So, yeah. um, little to be desired in the way of that, uh, you know, dang, what is the word? I don't know. I did this the other episode on my other podcast. I was getting real mad about it. But yeah, it's just, it's kind of disappointing to to do those things. Yeah, reading those, some of them, one of the TripAdvisor reviews was like, this isn't a restaurant. They're selling drugs out of this building. Don't go there. It's it's for selling drugs. What? I said, oh, okay. What's that address again? Right. <laughs> Just kidding. People are wild. I don't know. But what I did eventually land on was, I, you know what never fails us? Well, doesn't always fail us. YouTube. I was like, I'll just go to YouTube and look up the Lemp Mansion. Sorry, there is like a tone playing in my ear right now. Uh-huh. It's the, what is it called? Tinnitus? Oh, I don't know. It's when you can hear ring. It's the ringing in your ears. Yeah. It's half, that's all. And it like won't go away. I'm just going to listen to this tone, I guess. You're just going to keep getting louder and talking <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, so we're going to talk about the Lemp Mansion. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is the loudest that's ever gotten. <laughs> great okay i I'm you have to editing. edit it yeah. i know <laughs> okay oh it's gone okay went to youtube and i actually found i don't know the name is familiar but i don't know if we've ever come across them before their youtube channel is called the paranormal files ah uh, that sounds familiar i know well because the problem is like it's another variation of the word paranormal or whatever right. so i'm like maybe that's why it sounds familiar but their names are colin and jeff Oh. And they didn't look familiar at all. Like, the one guy had shoulder-length blonde hair and a beard and... Oh, no. Or maybe he had facial hair. Shoot, maybe he didn't have facial hair. I don't think he did. (gasps) Everything's a blur, truthfully. So, (laughs) they investigated the Lemp Mansion. Go figure. And actually, in the video, they mentioned how they were supposed to be there. There was another couple, because you can stay there as well. Oh, uh, there is another couple, I guess, that was supposed to be staying the night there with them. Random, not someone they knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they ended up not being able to make it. So these two guys had this whole house, this whole mansion to themselves. So, you know, convenient. So they could do their investigation. Right. And let's see. They noted regularly that the mansion is listed on, like, any time you look up America's Most Haunted Houses, like, the Lump Mansion always shows up. Mm-hmm. So that is neat. According to a psychic, according to psychic mediums, there are 13 active spirits in the house. 13 ghosts? I know, 13 ghosts. Which is funny <laughs> because I heard nine a couple times, but they said specifically 13. So... Hmm. there's going to be variations it happens so i think i didn't keep count of how many i had but it definitely wasn't nine or 13 let alone 13 oh well because you had william senior william jr frederick just died sister elsa i uh, believe there were five there's right. five or six. Oh, because dad so grandpa son grandson and like all the kids but i still there wasn't 13 okay well apparently according to psychic mediums there are 13 spirits in there okay so whatever (laughs) and this video was lengthy it was almost it was two hours long oh yeah so like i'll be honest i like i like (laughs) looking at watching investigations and listening to findings and whatnot after a while i'm like all right, let's get to the good stuff. Right. So, like, these are the highlights. Let's go. So, it starts, he starts to say, in the video, call, there's Colin and Jeff, and actually, I believe that Jeff is the father of Colin, so it's like a dad-son duo uh-huh. doing this investigation, and they have a lot of videos, and they're all long. They're all, like, two hours long. So, the Paranormal Files, go check them out. And he just recently, I know they just posted a video, I saw one for five months ago, so they're still active. Okay. So there's that. This video in particular, I believe, is two years old. But he starts to say in the video during the investigation that he they're going to do an EVP session. He's going to turn on the recording device and then explains that he's not a fan of recording devices, which is interesting because, like, we like we rely on that a lot. If we do nothing else, we're like, we're going to do an EVP session. Right, just because we want 
physical evidence. Right. Well, to be fair, it makes sense. He doesn't like them. He says he kind of tries to avoid them if he can because it doesn't matter how nice of a voice recorder you get. It is very sensitive. If you're walking around with it, moving it from hand to hand, setting it down, like any little sound can be misconstrued for other things like voices, like whispering, like whatever. So he's like, I don't really like it because you can easily say like, oh, what was that? And it was just, I shuffled my feet and you can't see it. Right. Well, and that's, we use multiple devices for that reason. So if we have voice recorder, we try to have at least a camera going or a second voice recorder going at the same time. And that's what they did. So they had a camera and they had the voice recorder. And this was literally just a, we're just going to walk through the first floor, ask a couple questions, get our bearings, and then go. So this EVP session was like just a warm warm up. up, Yeah. Yeah. So... He literally in the video starts to say, all right, let's go. And as he's hitting record, the video cuts to Colin right now in real time, kind of like the office style explaining what's about to happen. Uh huh. And that's when he explains like, look, I'm not a big fan of EVP stuff, but this is notable. He's like, I'm actually going to show you the entirety. You're going to watch the whole video of us walking down without any edits mm-hmm. on the first floor doing this EVP session because he said that... Of all of the times he's ever done EVP sessions, he found the most convincing, creepiest stuff in this session. He thinks out of any location that they've done at that point. Oh, wow. So he's like, I believe enough in this recording that I'm going to show you the entire walk without edits. And what he did was in the corner... Uh, him sitting real time has the voice recorder. He hits play on the voice recorder and play on the video at the same time. So you hear, it's like a a really slight Doppler effect. So you're hearing Colin speak in the investigation video into the voice recorder. Mm-hmm. You're hearing him play the voice recorder in real time to amplify. And then he's got the video going as well from Jeff with the video camera. Uh-huh. So there's a lot happening, but he like really just wants to prove This really happened. So you can see that they're not walking, they're not talking, they're not doing anything. Uh Uh-huh. And as best you can, try to keep note of timestamps here. Okay. Okay. He said, I just, I wasn't even looking at my notes for any of that. So I'm going to skim. He believes in what they caught enough that he plays the video and audio all the way through so you can hear the voices they captured. So cut back to the video. Right away, he asks if there is anybody that wants to speak to them. The audio is crackly at this point. Like, you get that white noise that you usually get with EVP sessions. Yeah. Uh, It's just to be expected. But then, super clearly, like, it's almost like someone turned down the white noise volume. And he said, is there anyone that wants to speak with us? White noise goes away and you just hear, I can't even mimic it. A little girl laughs. It's like, (laughs) oh, Like, that clear. (laughs) And, uh... And then he does it, he shows you when it happens, uh, replays it without the EVP audio, just the camera audio, so you can see that you did not hear it in real time, mm-hmm. and then replays the EVP, and it is like, like one of our nieces ran through the room. Oh, Like, clear as no. day. Uh, so neither of them reacted, so that's, uh, let's see, he plays the camera audio separately, blah, blah, blah. That is at 28 minutes and 23 seconds. Okay. In, in the YouTube video, but it's within seconds of them starting this session. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff then asks if Charles, one of the... The sons, yeah. Yeah, was a part of the family, and Colin said, I don't know why he asked it, but Colin, Colin says yes. And then you hear a voice right after them, like, respond. it sounds like another yes. Mm-hmm. Like, Jeff goes, was Charles a part of the family? Colin goes, yeah, yes. Like... So, hmm. and that's at 28.53, so 30 seconds Within later. the same, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they step into what is now, like, the dining room area, and Colin asks if Charles ended his life in that room. And then it sounds like someone whispers, they get up really close to the recorder and whispers really quietly, but it's almost, it's a girl. It sounds like a girl whispering, like she's trying to not get caught. It was a gun. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. At 29 minutes and 39 seconds. Oh, my So about God. another 30 seconds later. 
Uh, yeah, well, she, it's like a hesitant. She goes like, it was a gun. So, and it's mm. like, he puts a question mark saying like, this is what we heard. No, no, that's what it said. There uh-huh. is no misconstruing that. Uh, again, they play the camera audio and there is no noise at all in real time. And just after, uh, seconds after the voice happens, you see, call. so he, you hear it was a gun. And then like, as the sentence finishes, Colin like, just does like a cold chill and rubs his arms. He's like, man, it's, it's really cold all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Colin then asks if Charles, uh, if that was Charles that he felt. And at 30 minutes and 12 seconds, so about 40 seconds later, you see an orb fly from off the left of the screen, but like stop abruptly next to Colin's head, mm-hmm. hover for a second and then go up off the camera. And then as soon as the orb is off camera, a voice comes on the EVP and says something, but that's not very clear. But there is a voice. Uh-huh. Uh, and as it's happening in real time, so you see orb, 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 stops, hovers, flies off, and you hear a mumble. And as the mumble happens, I this is why we need video footage for, like, Patreon donors. So yeah. you see him looking at his camera, asking the question. And as the mumble happens, like, in real time, you see him go... And, like, when they play back the camera sound nothing happened Uh but he just thought he felt something Uh as the voice answered oh yeah (laughs) like he looked as if someone was like trying to get his attention across the room Hmm. uh let's see oh and then so in succession orb voice confused look and then there's a bang in the other room in the direction that he looked oh wow so (laughs) It's so it's like he almost knew where it was headed. Mm-hmm. So lots happening. Yeah. And actually, so the orb went up off camera. He said the noise sounded like it came from upstairs, the room above them. Oh. So. Yikes. Uh, at I know these timestamps are hard for you to follow. You can't see them. At thir- I'll tell you at the end. At 31 minutes and nine seconds, Colin says he heard someone likes to hang out in the women's restroom on the first floor, and in the record. He, like, points to it. He's like, so I hear someone likes to hang around the women's restroom here, and you just hear, like, about that long and, like, rugged. Like, it was, like, a raggedy breath. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely, like, a male breath. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and it wasn't just, like, a quick, like, he just, like, sighed. Yes. Um, So that was kind of. Elongated, yeah. I said a ragged breath, yes. (laughs) Uh, I think Jeff said he thought something was in the bar area. So they step in and they ask the spirit if they want Colin to pour them a drink because they're in the bar. Uh-huh. And again, at 3157, it's almost like someone just like turns the static down or off. Mm-hmm. And then three seconds later, clear as day, there and there's no hesitation. You just hear, he's coming. No. Yeah, you hear a woman say he's coming. I have cold chills. Uh-huh. I'm yuck. <laughs> like in some cuz like I said he puts question marks after all these because it's like it's up to interpretation. Uh-huh. But the it was a gun and he's coming was the same female voice and like it and that same voice was the one where like the static goes away. Uh-huh. And then she speaks. Huh. It's how it, she's able to manipulate it in that way, too, both times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it was enough that to get the timestamps, I would hear the static go away, and then I would, like, I would just feel it. I'd be like, I'm going to click the video and see the timestamp, and as I did, it's, he's coming. Mm-mm. So, <laughs> uh, at 34 minutes and 55 seconds, Colin and Jeff have since switched roles, so now Jeff has the voice recorder, Colin has the camera. Uh, and it's almost like the the spirits had to, like, reset because there wasn't anything for a minute, like, literally a minute. But at the rate things are going, it's like they had to all reset. Yeah. I had to burp, sorry. Yeah, probably <laughs> heard that. I, whoops. <laughs> anyway, so they step back in the dining room area, and they there's another, like, voice. It doesn't really say anything, but it's just this rhythmic, like, <sighs> like, four times. Oh. So... Before they head upstairs, they ask if someone can say their name, like if a spirit can say their name or the year into the recorder. And then there is suddenly, like when he says, could you say your name or a year? And then there's like a whistle, like clear whistle, like if one of us were to have whistled. Uh-huh. 
Uh, it was a perfect fourth interval, in case you're curious. Oh. So it was like, <laughs> but like a whistle, and uh, they played back the camera audio, and there's nothing. There's not even like the air kicking on. It's just silent in the video, but it was a really clear whistle. Where? Let's see. Uh, so all of that, all of that happened in the first seven minutes and fifty-one seconds of recording. That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> now I changed my mind. I do want to go. Mm-hmm. So then it cuts back to Colin in real time. And he's like, he's like, I'm freaking out. Like, this is mental. Like, he, <laughs> he's just like, now you see why I showed you the whole thing uncut. Because he's like, the whistle? What the? F-? And he's like <laughs> saying all this crazy stuff. But um, yeah, he's like. He said he didn't, li- and they didn't listen to the recordings until, like, after they left and got home. He's oh, like, I didn't man. listen to it in the moment because I don't put a lot of stock into them. So we finished the recording and just put it away, and I didn't listen to it the rest of the night. He's like, had I listened to it in the moment, uh-huh. like, dang, imagine. If I would have listened to it in the moment, I don't know if I would have been able to stay. Mm-hmm. That would have freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. So... That's he's like, I regret not listening to it in the moment. But he's he said he also doesn't like to do that because it cuts into investigation time to stop and like analyze then because it does take a lot to analyze that stuff. Yeah. All right. So let's see. The reset. What, oh, they reset for a new they do a REM pod and an IR camera session. So infrared camera session. Uh, right as they turn the lights off. So they have like turned on the lights, discussed what they're going to do, turn off the lights. And as soon as the lights go out, the REM pod just holds a tone, like just this long, (laughs) loud tone. And they're like, oh, okay. Uh, And also they, they put their own creepy music over it. It scared the crap out of me because it like swelled in. I said, what the, like, what was that? And it's whatever. That was dumb. Thanks guys. (laughs) Uh, They also had an ovalist. They had a lot of, uh, you know, equipment. Mm-hmm. And they had their ovalis, and there was so he gave a really big trigger warning before this. They did before the investigation started. They did before this section that like the trigger warning of you know suicide and depictions of because they told the history beforehand. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "We're gonna do something that we don't suggest." And I'm telling you right now, like if. If you're triggered by these things, if you don't like the depiction, like, please skip ahead. Because what he did was he bought a cap gun. Um. And and they, like, they were, I think they did a good job of warning. And they even put, like, the suicide prevention hotline on there. Like, mm-hmm. you, they're like, you can reach out to us on any of our uh, platforms. Reach out to anybody. Reach out to this number. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do this dumb thing now. Because yeah. he's like, we want to basically get a rise out of the spirits because like if anything's gonna do it replicating shooting yourself is probably one of them yeah so colin has a little cap gun they bought it at the dollar store i guess Mm -hmm. and he asks he says out loud uh he's talking to billy jr and he said is this how you killed yourself holds the gun to his chest and pulls the trigger and it's a cap gun so it's kind of loud mm-hmm. and it pops and as soon as it pops the ovalist just starts like what it say it was like baby ever stare and it's like saying all these weird things as soon as he shoots himself in the chest uh-huh. um and they were trying to make weird connections with the ovalist truthfully i wasn't feeling them as much but it was like instantaneous yeah it's almost like they awoke something you know mm-hmm. and the ovalist is kind of spouting off some random words here and there the i don't know if he used the cap gun for anything else but they like sit down to do another uh i don't they do a voice recording session i think and jeff is i'm saying this in quick succession now so it probably the link will make sense immediately but jeff at this time and this is this proves that like don't ever discredit feelings that you have during investigations because those are just as good of evidence as anything else Mm. and jeff has been saying at this point he keeps saying like man i just something doesn't feel right and so they're sitting down doing this evp session he's like i know this is gonna sound weird but i just have like a weird pain he's like not like in my heart but like right below my heart in my chest Mm -hmm. and then colin cuts 
into real time in the video at this point. He's like, I feel really dumb because we did not make this connection in the moment. But he was pointing to where exactly where Colin shot himself in the chest and how Billy would have shot himself was in the chest. And he's just like, man, I just have like a really bad pain in my chest right here, Uh, right where he got shot. Yeah. And they just like didn't notice it in the moment. Hmm. But he was just like almost feeling ill over it. Weird. And it didn't happen until after the cap gun went off. Mm-hmm. And it was like five minutes later. So uh, feelings are valid in all senses. Yeah. So let's see what else we have here. Shot himself, made the connection. They did a spirit box section session. They did a couple spirit box sessions. I'll be honest, I did not enjoy them that much because they're sweeping. They mm-hmm. had it set to like sweep, I think, it sounded like two channels a second. Oh. That is not a lot. No. So you were catching like full songs and radio stations and conversations and they're trying to like, they're like, oh, I think it said this. I'm like, yeah, it also said all your lady, all you ladies pop your, like this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, it didn't, and that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so um, it was, it was distracting honestly because they were like trying to be like oh it said this i'm like no you just caught the christian radio station like (laughs) i don't know so i wish they would have said jg wentworth 877 cash now yeah exactly (laughs) and uh, (laughs) i don't know why mine was the first one i came up with but um yeah i wish they would have swept the stations faster because it just wasn't it wasn't doing it for me sorry guys they didn't really get much out of it. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, down in the basement. So I actually, you didn't mention this. I forgot you didn't mention this. So who was the first one to shoot themselves? William Sr. William Sr. Mm-hmm. Do you know what William Sr. did before he shot himself? No. He uh, also shot the family dog <gasps> no he killed Why? the dog and then killed himself i mean <sighs> he obviously was in a bad place okay yes my goodness so apparently this happened in the basement of the house oh. the dog's name was serva no. and they're like so if you like i like how he said it casually because i didn't do research on history so i wasn't expecting it he's like they say if you go in the basement uh, to bring dog toys to give to Serva, the dog that he killed before killing himself. I said, excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was just really kind of upsetting because he had a squeaky toy. He's like, Serva, and started squeaking the toy. Like, Maple comes came trotting out and was like, yes. Because <laughs> she heard the squeaky toy. Yeah. Um, he's like, Serva, we got some toys for you. And was like throwing them down there. I said, stop. Oh, I, I don't like my this. God. <laughs> uh, just a few other things. They did a connect session, like they had uh, what they call SRS camera, I think, and IR cameras, and it's the connect. It's it's yeah. what sees figures and what have you, and they're pointing it. It's down in the basement, and they're pointing it in this doorway, and suddenly you see a figure. It like it shows up on the screen, mm-hmm. but it looks like it's like grabbing onto the ceiling with one hand and just like hanging and kind of like waving its arm with the other oh and as they're talking about it you just see it start like coming down the ceiling from the doorway (laughs) i know they're like oh my god it's coming down so you just see it start sliding down the doorway (laughs) and it never quite reaches the floor and they're just like it looks like a monkey honestly like holding on to a tree because it's just like swinging and whatever Uh uh-huh and then um as they're talking, as they're discussing seeing this on the camera, another one popped up in the other corner, also holding by one arm. Oh, weird. And then almost right after that, a third one pops up behind it, hanging from the ceiling. Oh, Lord. So they just no. have these three images all, like, holding on to the ceiling. Mm-mm. Yeah, and they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, do you see this? And it, they're not going away, and then slowly they just kind of, like, blip off the screen, and they're gone. Oh, ooh, that's almost worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, oh, where did they go? Like, yes. what if they just crawl up the ceiling? Sorry, <laughs> like Edna Collins, <laughs> <laughs> like Edna Collins, or like Hereditary, homie. What the heck? Don't. Oh my oh, god, god. I hate that. No, 
Oh my god, episode's over. We have to stop this now. Oh my god, her floating across. Oh god. I stop it. Yikes. Yikes. I hate it. I've watched that movie one time. Uh, that might be enough for me. I don't know. <laughs> I've watched it once. I feel like I want to watch it again because it was such a fever dream that like, I, yeah, I just, I'm like, I need to watch it again to really take in what happened slash the ending with the, with the yeah. sun. I was like, what? Like you, it could have ended and I'm like, wow, we're really just really dragging this out, huh? And it gets really awkward and it gives me sleepaway camp vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) So they just do a lot. They do more REM pod stuff, more connect stuff. The usual, they have like the teddy bear that you can touch. That's what, that's what was like, do you want to touch my tummy or something like that? And you said, what the heck? Because I'm just like going through the video really quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Maddie's scaring the poop out of me. Why is she walking around with a flashlight? I hope that's her. Good Lord, Maddie. Hey. Uh, But like I said, it was a long video. I was very invested in the beginning. And then it started to, like, once the, you know, spirit box session happened, I was like, all right, you're losing me a little bit. Mm -hmm. I better be her saying it was me. It was a ghost, she said. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But I feel bad because I did skim a little bit towards the end. So if something big happened, whoops-a-daisy. Uh, but that was, like, the bulk of what stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, if I I wa- almost wanted to play the clips, and that's kind of why I had the timestamps. Uh, but we'll just share the video in, in when we post this or something. It would probably, yeah, be easier just because there's so many points. Yeah, go watch it yourself. As you heard, though, if you get past the history and go into the investigation, literally the first eight minutes of their investigation is a hot, hot mess. So, oh, yeah, uh, it was a gun. He's coming. <sighs> the whistling. Yeah. The, all of it. like The orb. Uh, yeah, the orb. And, oh, it, it was something. So, like... I don't know. I know it's the trip advisor was a bit rough. The fact that it's a paid haunted house is rough. But it sounds like if you can get the private investigation, if you stay overnight, yeah, it might be worth it. I mean, Ghost Adventures went so got their attention. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, St. Louis is not that far. We've been to St. Louis no. plenty of times. It's a boring drive, but it's not a bad, it's not a long drive. It is. Once you hit the bridge, you're like, yay. But then it's like, literally, you're in St. Louis. That's the only exciting thing is getting there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You see the arch, you're like, thank God. But anyway. Yeah, that's the the beauty of living in the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's cornfields for days. Yeah. Or bean fields, depending on what growing season we're in. That's true. You get the big... uh, fans the heck? oh the windmill windmills things. thank you yeah, yeah. Oops, sorry i kicked the mic stand that's all right <laughs> uh the end that is what i have for the lemp mansion and brewery brewery <laughs> brewery i almost uh, i almost brought beers I, for us dang to- it i got i just like it started smoking in the kitchen, and I forgot about the beer entirely, because I think I have some... I looked in your fridge. I didn't see <laughs> any. <laughs> Just, you're lucky I cleaned it out. You can actually see in there. Yeah. It wasn't in my vegetable pantry where vegetables should be, but I keep alcohol. No, there was wine in there. Um, oh, that needs... I don't even know what oh, that is. That okay. needs to go away. <laughs> anyway, yeah, for old times' sake, I almost wanted to get some beer and crack it open to drink along with this episode, but... Mm. Remember when we tried to do that? Everybody tries to do that, okay? Yeah, I, but then I also got pregnant. Yeah, so. good. I I still think about how I can't remember if you were with me or where were we? But I was like, oh, she fell pregnant. Oh. <laughs> it was uh oh my gosh, I was when we went onto you. the roof. It oh for Pete's sake. Oh, come on! When they're like, you can step at up. Waverly. It must have been Waverly. It, I think it was, it Waverly. was Waverly, yeah. And I was just like, I, I made wasn't it pregnant yet. I was that was in August. Where we went somewhere because they're like you can step up onto this little like creepy. Was it the sanatorium? Uh, maybe. 
it was like up in the attic and they're like they open this creepy door and they're like you can go out on the on the roof if you want yeah oh my god what was that um it was uh uh the church not the church the methodist village oh oh in illinois was it i'm pretty sure Mm, this thing was like three or four stories high yeah what no that's the last one we went to that i was pregnant because i did i couldn't walk all the time no i guess it wasn't no because it was a guided tour yeah and we went into the church (laughs) steeple little thing yeah what was that oh my Ah. gosh and then we did go up on a i don't know guys holy cow (sighs) we left early i think because we're old because <laughs> i was pregnant and tired and my feet were swollen i think i also worked in the morning so i was yeah. like we gotta go <laughs> dang i think it was that one and you said she fell pregnant yeah so <laughs> girl, like she fell like i made a joke like how you've fallen like ill uh-huh. i said you fell pregnant and they're like oh my god is she okay <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, oh, that was a joke that did not land at all. And she oh, went, get it? Oh, okay. It didn't land. <laughs> Stupid. I just felt dumb because I did not even think someone would take it that way. Oh, no. Is she okay? And she had to go and fall pregnant. Oh, my God. Is she all right? <laughs> like, you're so mad at me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I was mad funny. at myself. I said, never mind. I'm never going to tell a joke again. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> What was that place? Heck. I think it was the that Methodist village thing we went to. <sighs> My gosh. We sat in the... Oh, man. This is going to make me mad. <laughs> we'll think about it, guys. It was this with is... the broken elevator shaft and... Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I'm done thinking about okay. it. Okay. I'm tired. <laughs> Dang it. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this episode up. Next week, we are going to be in Montana. We're still in the M's, for God's sake. Yes, (laughs) I know. We're in Montana. What is even in Montana? Uh, We're about to find out. That's true. That is true. That will also be our last episode before Christmas. But not last episode of the year. Right? No, no, because then we've got a twin tangent and oh my out. gosh, we gotta think of something good. I know. Oh, I'm just itching. <laughs> <laughs> not literally. I'm not yet. <laughs> I mean, I might be itching. I don't know. Maybe. You'll never know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll have to find something fun and exciting to cover in Montana. I'm not real sure, and then <laughs> and then something real good to end the year out. We'll figure it out. But we'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsothesaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orsothesaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash or so they say pod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find Or So They Say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We, and the algorithms, will thank you for it. See See you you next week. week.